Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Vandy Sports Podcast. Here's your host, Chris Lee. Commodore fans, on your feet, it's time to anchor down. Welcome to the Vandy Sports Podcast presented by Dr. Jody Jones, DDS. We are part of the 440 Sports Network. I'm your host, Chris Lee. Our guest today, and we did this on a Thursday morning, Andrew Allegretta. He is one of the two voices of Vanderbilt Athletics. He appears on our guest line. That is presented by our good friends at Sutherland and Belk, a family-owned injury law firm. If you or a loved one has been hurt in an accident, give Taylor or Russell a call. That number, 615-846-6200. See what your rights are and if they can help. Now on to our interview with Andrew. Andrew Allegretta joins us for a few minutes this morning. Andrew's got a radio thing in a few minutes, and I'm going to be heading to practice on Thursday morning as soon as this is done. So there will be more football watched on my end and on Andrew's end by the time you hear this. But anyway, Andrew, thanks for joining us. Two practices left before a flight to Hawaii. Yeah, and I I think we're finally transitioning into Hawaii prep at this point in time. So you know, that pivot during fall camp where they actually start, you know, talking about the opponents and installs and all of that sort of stuff. That is, that is here. It has arrived. 16 practices in the books. What stands out the most? Man, uh, good question. Um, you know, I continue to be impressed by the young guys, and that is not to shrug off the older players that have returns. And in part, right, because the younger guys at this point in camp are going to start to get more reps because the older guys uh, in general, I don't want to say don't need it, but from an intelligence standpoint, you know, they're up to speed from a health standpoint you try to protect them. I mean, I don't know about you, Chris, and I'm not saying he's going to make an impact, but I keep going out there the past week or so, and, and man, that Chase Gillespie, uh, yeah. freshman running back out of Tallahassee, Florida, that kid runs strong. So some of these young guys are really, really fighting uh, to say that they deserve playing time in some capacity throughout the course of the season. Um, and, and we've seen that from a lot of, a lot of different guys, whether it's young guys that we anticipate to make an impact like Jaden McGowan, uh, the freshman wide receiver down to some of these younger guys like Chase Gillespie, who quite frankly might get swallowed up in a fairly competitive running back room. Uh, but yeah, the the intensity, the competition, and some of these younger guys really really trying to pop um, has been has been nice to see up there on the practice field. Yeah, the Gillespie one has been interesting. I didn't really see that one coming because they've got <laughs> five or six backs who can play. Um, and I had pegged him more as a third down back, but that's not been exactly what he's been. And that's just a really competitive room. I, I think everybody knows that's Ray Davis's starting job. Ray has been probably uh, – either he or Will Shepard have been their best two offensive players in camp in my mind. But what you want to see is a program building depth with kids who maybe could play at other Power 5 schools, and I think you're really starting to see that in the running back room. I agree, and I see that in the quarterback room too, Chris, right? Yeah. Whether it's Mike Wright, whether it's Ken Seals, whether it's – AJ Swan, but Drew Dickey throws a pretty good ball and, and he's out there being really, really competitive and fiery too. It's not just, okay, we've got the depth of talent, which is really significant. We've all known that for a long time. That's why George is great. That's why Alabama's great. So on and so forth. That's why the baseball team here at Vanderbilt is great. They've got depth of talent, but the competition 
uh, that that promotes is awesome. That's a big part of culture and uh, making strides and being the best version of yourself. If you feel like you don't have to compete in that room, then human nature kind of takes over. I, I think a lot of these guys are figuring out that they have to compete uh, on a very consistent basis. And that also is a really significant thing. Yeah, I, I don't know what this means exactly, but I think it points to everything I just said. When I watch the quarterback room, Drew Dickey and Walter Taylor are the best fourth and fifth quarterbacks I ever remember Vanderbilt having. Very disparate I mean, skill Taylor's sets. Huge. Yeah, He's and, and huge. a big lefty, and, and he can run a little bit too. <laughs> yeah, I watched him out at the scrimmage last week or whatever it was, and you can tell that his 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 gears are moving a little bit slower than the rest of the guys out there. And that's okay. Uh, my understanding is he's, and, and Chris, you can probably catch me at the speed. He's certainly a very overlooked recruit. And I don't know that his experience with quarterback is, is the same as some of the other guys, but man, yeah. Like you said, Drew Dickey, multi these guys, there's, there is competition and there is push. And, and, and that is like, I don't know if that translates Chris to, three, four, five wins, or I don't, seven wins, eight, I don't know. I've got no idea. But these are the habits that Clark Lee talks about. You've got to have them. Yeah, if you want a visual, Drew Dickey reminds me a lot of Ken Seals. Ken's arm is probably a little bit stronger, but very accurate for a freshman coming in. And Taylor is just this big lefty. And I think people sort of, I don't know if tagging him with the project label is fair, but like when you think project, you think a guy who's who's maybe just got these raw tools and slinging it all over the yard, and you don't know where it's going to go. That's really not him. He's got some skill set. Again, he's different than anything they have because he's a tall lefty. But yeah, it's very interesting to watch because they've really got five different guys with very distinctly different skill sets, although I would put sort of Dickey and Seals in the same category. So maybe you'd, you'd say five guys with four distinctly different skill sets. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think it's not unfair to call Walter Taylor a project quarterback. But I, I know I know, talking to a few people that there's belief in, in what he can be over time. And, and I think the the beauty of that quarterback room is if he sticks around and he he hangs here and I'm, that's I'm not insinuating anything there I'm just the normal trajectory of a football player um, that in a couple of years it's like holy smokes where where did that guy come from and and some of the people on staff are like yeah we kind of been looking at that for two or three years so who knows and, and you know the, the the lifespan of a roster is ridiculous these days right like who who knows in two to three years but. I, yeah, I, I feel there are, there are areas to talk about from upgrading the offensive line to whatever. Right. Like I get it. Uh, but I feel, I feel okay with how that quarterback room is shaking out for the next handful of years. Yeah. It's just really been an up and down offensive camp. I think it was last Thursday. That was like the worst offensive practice I've seen them have all fall camp. And then I think it's two days later they go out, at Innsworth, and you see three different quarterbacks lead three touchdown drives to start the scrimmage and put 21 points on the board. Uh, so it just really has been some days hit and miss with what you see out of the way the offense plays. And again, a lot of that has to do with the defense, too. Well, it's the defense, and I don't mean this to be reductive at all. Um, you're, you're figuring out what works best for your guys and you're going to do it now. So you know it by the time you get to Honolulu, 
um, hey, our playbook has, hypothetically speaking, a hundred plays. Obviously, it has more. I'm just for math. Uh, it's got it's got a hundred plays, uh, but you know, really, we feel really comfortable with these thirty to forty, or you know what I'm saying? Like, but we're still going to try the other sixty during camp, so we know what we've got within those other. You know what I'm saying, right? So, right. You know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Just having a bad practice is like well the offense is down today. It's like, well, we're, we're, we're tinkering with the other side of the playbook that we may or may not use today. Or on right. this image, we're going to focus our offense on, on being more short pass based or today it's going to work kind of try to stretch the field or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, Joey Lynch and his staff is out there mixing and matching during fall camp too. Well, I've also been impressed by the defense at times. I think the back seven is to me, if, if that, that's a, a slam dunk to be better there. I think both the Patterson brothers really bring them a lot at linebacker. I don't know how much Langston is going to play because they've got three pretty good experienced linebackers, if you include his brother in that room. And, and a kid in Arrington Truesdale who I thought did some things in spring practice. I think that Max Worship has had a better camp at safety. I think to Ricky Wright is a kid that has been held back a little bit by some injury issues, but maybe is the most talented defender on that roster. Um, you look at all the freshman depth. I mean, they've got, what, six freshman defensive backs who I could all see playing. It's hard for me to distinguish who's got a leg up on whom. And it just is a room where I think you've seen a lot more depth in that back seven. C.J. Taylor has just had an amazing camp. I don't think that's overstating it I, I think that you are starting to see some potential there and some talent that maybe they have not had in two or three years yes certainly I always give the preference that I don't necessarily know the context from three years ago but uh, those guys have flown around like I, I recognize that we're, we're grabbing you know generic end of camp cliches about so-and-so is turning heads uh, the back seven their speed their closing speed um, I've, I've noticed that whether it's Mahoney or worship or others, um, you know, I, the, the one, the one position, I guess, just purely based on numbers that would kind of leave you in a position where like, boy, you're, you're hoping, uh, not that they don't have talented players still there, but the defensive line between, you know, you need to get Davian back. You need to get Devin Lee back. And now, you know, is an edge rusher, but Miles Capers is out. So, you know, that, that kind of gives you some heartburn to start off the season. Um, but man, I, there's, I, again, I don't know what any of this translates to any of it, any of it in terms of wins and losses, but I, I just feel like the games should be more engaging and, and hopefully you can get that thing to the fourth quarter as, as coach always talks about and give yourself the best chance to win and cliche, cliche, but you flip a couple of games. Uh, I, I just, it, everything in camp points to a more competitive season. Yeah. You, said it better than I could have right there. I don't know how it translates. I just know what I see compared to what I've seen in the past for Vandy on Vandy, and I, I like this team better than I've liked the last two or three for sure. Not a high bar to clear there, I know, but I do feel like it's moving in a better direction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I felt that even just from last year to this year. Yeah, for for sure. Well, I mean, and the thing is, like, you can make your negatives a positive is it a positive that they've not had Davion Davis and Devin Lee in camp? Well, of course not. But what's right. that? What that's done 
is that's allowed other guys to get some reps. I think Malik Langham has solidified himself inside as a starter. Christian James has come back and really been a better version of Christian James than I've seen before, and I, I think there's a little bit of ability there that I had not seen in the past. Now, again, I don't know how that translates when they play other teams, but comparing him against himself in the past, I see a better player. Um, you know, the, the, the injury to Capers, I'm not going to say is devastating because they've got some other young, talented guys, but they're young. They are first right, year on right. campus, and then you've got a fifth-year senior in Owusu who really has not, I guess, proven himself as a – well, I mean, he's done some things, but he needs to take his game up, I think, a level – for the sake of their team. And so I think what you've seen is, you know, Bradley Mann is a kid that's gotten some time. Uh, Wataha, we've talked about him before in the podcast. You see some guys that are getting some reps in fall camps as a result of those guys being out. And, and by the way, if Davian Davis comes back today, which he won't, but if he did, he'd <laughs> yeah, be starting start. inside. <laughs> and, and then you'd have Lee as probably a off the bench piece too, which you don't have now. It, it, all of the things that we were trying to expose as positives on the offense about depth in the quarterback room and depth in the running back room, like you need it everywhere. You just need it everywhere. So I, I still think there's, like you said, talented younger players on the defense, Darren Agu. Um, I think we're, st- have we settled on Agu by the way? Uh, that's what out. I'm calling it. I'll, I'll check the pronunciation okay. sheet and I'll let you speak. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, the, the, the freshman that came from Georgia by way of London, Notre Dame flip, all that sort of stuff. Like he's, he's good. Uh, I know they're, they're very high on him too. So there's pieces there. It's just, I, not, none of this stuff. We're not going to go into 2022 and all of a sudden be like, Oh, holy smokes. Look at, look at Vandy just ripped off, you know, 11, 12 wins this year. I just, again, go back to it. I just think you got to get off to a good start. Like you got to go take care of business against Hawaii. Um, in, in part, Chris, like, like don't sugarcoat. That's a long trip going out to the islands hard. It's yeah. a nine, 10 hour flight, whatever it is, but they're going out Sunday and, and I'm sure they'll give them a very, very structured schedule for the better part of the week to both, you know, enjoy themselves because who knows when you go back to Hawaii, but at the same time, perform at your best. So hopefully by the time Saturday rolls around, their bodies are acclimated, but that's a first year coach who has like never even come close to sniffing being a head coach, not to saying he's going to be poor. It's just like, that's, he hasn't been a coordinator. hasn't called plays. He's very, I know Dabo did it. I get it, but it's just, that's hard. And you've got 50 some odd new players on that roster. Like you go up and down the roster. It's like, this guy's an Oregon state transfer. This guy's an Arizona's transfer. This guy's a, uh, a Washington state transfer like that trying to get those guys to gel under a new system with Holy smokes. They're going through it right now. Yeah. So you, you gotta go, you got the experience leg up. You've got the, you've got the, you would think coaching leg up and all of that sort of stuff. So I'm not saying it's going to be simple, but like, go take care of business, get off on the right foot and hopefully you can start off two and O between Hawaii and, and Elon and, and go from there. This season of the Vandy Sports Podcast has been made possible by my friend, Dr. Jody Jones, DDS. When it comes to general or cosmetic dentistry services, Jody is the best in Nashville. Just check out his client list. It testifies to that. He sees movie stars, music stars, athletes, coaches, you name it. Jody is the dentist of choice for stars in Nashville. 
but he sees regular folks like you and I as well. What people love about Jody's office is the ambiance. It's relaxing. It's friendly. Someone described it to me as a tooth spa. Whether your needs are general or cosmetic, go see Jody today. Call him 615-270-2322. See him at 55 Music Square East, not far from downtown or the Vanderbilt campus. Jody is a former Vanderbilt football player and a huge Commodore booster, so go and talk Vandy sports with him while you're there. Go see Jody Jones today. Thank him for his support of this podcast because without it, this season would not be possible. By the way, it is a goo. Shout out to Michael Scholl for putting the pronunciations on the chart this year, which is is nice to have yeah. in front of you rather than having to go dig for it. I know you've got to run to a radio thing, so let's end here. I was joking with the staff member. I said, this is great for you guys, but it's bad for me. And I'll, I'll get to how that's bad for me in a minute. <laughs> Okay, but okay. <laughs> um, they wanted their identity as swarming the football, right? And I cannot count yeah. how many times in practice where you see a, a multi-car pileup. I mean, it seems like it's almost every play, especially on a running play. And I try to chart who made the tackle. And then what it turns into is you you see a flash of a number and you see five other guys right behind him. And you see everybody go to the ground and you see all these guys taking their time to pick themselves apart out of the pile from each other. And by the time they're done with that, you forget who it was that had the initial hit to begin with, if you even saw it. Point being, right. it's it's really hard to track who's making these plays because it just turns into this, this pile of five, six, maybe more defenders at times, which is what they want to do. They want to swarm to the ball and they want you leaving the game going, man, we really don't want to play these guys anymore because they just beat us up. I love the juxtaposition, by the way, of who Clark Lee is, like within his soul. Yeah. <laughs> As this professorial, truly a Vanderbilt man, truly an NBA, Notre Dame, Vanderbilt man. <laughs> and the person that has, no one has articulated so softly intelligently with deep thought the desire to destroy you on the football field <laughs> yeah it's a hilarious juxtaposition and i love it i just i truly love it uh and current in terms of like picking out numbers that's a i'll i'll throw a joke back like that's a problem for my spotter <laughs> so, yeah it's going to be a real problem for your spotter i mean he he had better get ready to hit the ground running because yeah <laughs> but i i'm all for it and i do like um you know, I, I'm not trying to go too rosy on everything because I'm as, you know, uh, down to earth as anybody else, but I have enjoyed watching coach Howell, uh, coach during fall camp. Like I, there, it's so different to me and I'm not saying it in a positive or negative toward Jesse Minter. Like I think Jesse Minter's a really intelligent young coach. Obviously he was scooped up by the Ravens in Michigan. So there's a lot of people that think highly of him. I think for, for where Vanderbilt is in this moment, the intensity and the specificity that Nick Howell brings to practices is a really, is a really good thing. Uh, he's, you, you feel his presence during practice and, and for some of these younger guys and changing a mindset and all that kind of stuff. I think it's good to have that personality in the mix at DC. So I, I've enjoyed watching him coach him up too. Okay, I know you've got a radio hit coming. Have you got another minute or two, or are we up against it right now? 
Oh, uh, you're good. You got about okay. five. I've got one story to share from you, and it's one of these things that you would have only known if you were covering them when he played here, which I was. And uh, and I think this was a David Turner thing. Uh, David Turner had nicknames for everybody. Maybe there was a little foreshadowing in it, um, uh-huh. because you talked about his personality and his you know his quiet nature, but they're they're kind of you know really rough people up thing. When Clark was here, of course, he's um, he went the shave your head route pretty early, and this was not long after the Austin Powers um, oh, stuff good. was big. Yeah. So, I think it was David Turner um, tagged him with the nickname Mini Me, which I'm pretty sure really stuck during fall camp. So, I don't know if that makes Nick Howell Doctor Evil or, or what it is, but uh, that was uh, Clark. Clark is mini me. Yeah, Clark. I, I think I'm the only one that knows that. He may kill me I, um, after uh, I've put that know, on the podcast. The, now the chances of me calling Clark mini me is zero. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't even want to call him Doctor Evil. But like, if, if because you know whatever. But like, he's got. I just. I love it. It's. It's just nobody could find. He can always, you know, there's the, there's the 10 cent word and then there's the, you know, 10 buck word. Like he's going to find the 10 buck word on how to like say, you know, hit you in the mouth. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I I absolutely, I love it. He's, he's, he's very much what I I think is befitting of the moment for Vanderbilt. Um, So, but anyway, I, I, yeah, you, if you want to, if you want to call him mini me or Dr. Evil, then. (laughs) right that was that was definitely a time and place nickname like if you if you were old enough to remember the movie when it was the big thing um you know you you probably get a laugh and if not you're probably going what are these yeah what are these guys talking about but um no no i'm age i'm age appropriate for that reference very much age appropriate for that reference (laughs) well okay you guys take off sunday morning for hawaii i believe yeah sunday late morning Nine hours in the air ish. Uh, yeah, something like that. Uh, yeah, let's go at nine just to make to make me feel better, opposed yeah, to th- possibly being ten. Might um, be might be nine and a half, but anyway. <laughs> oh goodness! Who's, at that point, was, who's counting, with, right? <laughs> oh, I you know I we we did I think we did Nashville to maybe Salt Lake City to Honolulu with baseball, and and the Salt Lake City to Honolulu leg, like even that one was like five or six and it just that sucker yeah that sucker drags on i mean you can't it's like one of those things you absolutely can't complain about because when you land you're in hawaii but having said that it is like and there's a mental prep that you have to put yourself in for a headspace standpoint to get through what will be a very long sunday yeah, speaking of headspace, don't forget the neck pillow. That's going to be like the $15 investment you can make between now and then that you will be glad you made. Yeah, neck pillow. I've been told definitely like some people go compression socks. <laughs> so you don't worry about getting like yeah. blood clots from sitting down for so I will will be fine. I did it back in March, but uh yeah, it's a it's a hefty day. Well, I'm looking forward to chatting with you after that trip's over. Uh, but tell folks about your coverage this year at the at the website, on the radio, anything that you'd like to publicize. Yeah, a couple of things. Um, first off, radio station remains 93.3 in Nashville. Uh, if if you're outside of that range, we've got a, a couple of other affiliates. Uh, you can find them on the VU Commodore's uh, website. 
And then one thing that fans will start to notice uh, on their phones, uh, even today, is uh, we, we redid the app. Um, so I'm excited for that, uh, for folks that are more uh, in tune with, with grabbing our audio broadcast through the app. Uh, it's going to be really, really intuitive this year. I know it was a little bit clunky for some folks last year. Literally, Chris, when people open up the app to listen to our stuff, it's going to be on the bottom of the app. There's going to be a live audio button that has headphones. So that's very, very clear, right? You just tap that and then a screen pops up that says football. You hit that and it's it. It's it. So you're going to do two clicks when you open up the app, live audio, football broadcast. And that is, that's it. And that's all. So I'm excited with um, kind of the redesign and making that a very easy experience for folks. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing you, and then I'm looking forward to seeing you in practice uh, in just a few minutes. So thanks for your time. Yeah, yeah, see you shortly. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We thank our presenting sponsor, Jody Jones DDS. We thank our other sponsors, Sutherland and Belk and MyPerfectFranchise.net. If you're interested in sponsoring this podcast, and that's how we make this work, please email me at chrislee70 at gmail.com. We also ask that you subscribe to our website, vandysports.com. That is $99 a year. You get things there that you don't get here. And of course, please rate, review, and subscribe where you see our podcast. That helps us get noticed. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at vandysports.com. Follow me at chrislee70. And finally, subscribe to our Vandy Sports YouTube channel as well. Thank you for listening to the Vandy Sports Podcast, which is part of the 440 Network. I'm your host, Chris Lee. We'll catch you with another episode coming very soon.